0: The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the, the 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 fortress of solid dudes, to the fat lair, to the fat cave. Um, here at the panel discussion, we are in the studio. I am one half today. We are not a, a trio. I am one half of the panel discussion. Greg Knowlton. As always, I am joined by my faithful sidekick. <laughs>
0: Matt Johnson. Matt Man. Matt Man. Matt man. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. It's sweltering here in the studio today. It is. It's very, It's very hot. I'm a little moist. I could still be having just the meat sweats from last night's hot dog eating contest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Left, there's a couple left over. I don't know if you want some. I don't know if
1: I, they, if they're sitting in the studio. I'm sure they are recooked at this point.
0: Oh, yeah. Deep fried. They're probably burnt <laughs> to a crisp. Uh, now, Kyle did a nice job cooking them last night. They're Nathan's. Well, they okay. were. They were. I don't know what they are now. I don't know what we can say about I don't them like now. Nathan's.
1: You don't? I'm allergic to anything that's not Salins. I don't believe that. No, okay. it's true. I'm allergic to the preservatives and all hot dogs that aren't Salins. Really? Yeah. It stinks. I can't eat, like, Zweigels. I can't eat anything. I get. Wordinski's, right? They do hot dogs. I think so. Yeah, like the preservatives make me feel like I'm gonna burn up and die and poop my pants all at the same time. Really? Yeah. It's
0: been since I was a kid. That's horrible. That's how I feel like drinking milk nowadays. Oh, I love milk. Or eating ice cream. I'm lactose like. I know this is definitely not comic book related, but like, I am very lactose intolerant. I eat two
1: ice cream sandwiches a
0: night. I love ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> I had a large. I had a large. You know, Dairy Queen is the new Blizzard's. I got the animal cookie one, animal cracker one with the frosted. And I was like, I know this is going to hurt me later, but I have to do this.
1: (laughs) So good, though. (laughs) And then the other day, I had some people over, and they had M&M candy cookies and Halo Top ice cream, and it was salted caramel. So I took a scoop of salted caramel and put it between the M&M cookies
0: oh that sounds heavenly <laughs> it was so good that sounds really really good
1: quarantine wait yeah yeah <laughs> it's a good thing i've we'll lost roll with weight that. we'll
0: roll with that <laughs> <laughs> uh but all right before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode of course we want to give a shout out to our wonderful sponsors uh and we have two we two. have another one count uh, it two
1: sponsors
0: two sponsors we'll start off with our the og all right our good friends at fat man's pizza Friend Jeff, uh, located at 2712 Niagara Falls Boulevard in Tonawanda, New York, uh, open Tuesday through Sunday, even though this week they're shutting down for 4th of July weekend. Understandable, very well-deserved, uh, but their current hours are 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. They finally expanded that for the, all their, t- you know, their, every day that they're open. Uh, so, yeah, please go support them. I mean, I probably over the last month I've had more Fat Man's Pizza than I've ever had. Like come back, like pizza. Yeah, the like pizza. The wings <laughs> have been pretty good. Uh, you know, the wings are awesome, phenomenal. We had them. Uh, I went and picked them up. We did a one of my other million podcasts. We ate some for that. And it was really, really good. Uh, so please go support Jeff as he has supported us. Uh, if you live in the Western New York area, Niagara, Niagara County, Erie County. Um, those are the closest two. Uh, give him a call, 716-693-7477. Uh, he's doing curbside pickup delivery. Well, he's actually he can go inside now. It's not so much curbside. Uh, they're, and they're on all forms of social media, and, of course, they have a website, FatManPizzaWNY.com. Also, our brand-new sponsor wanted to give a shout-out to Oogie Games of Niagara Falls. Uh, seriously, over the last, like, Year or so, year or so. I've been going to Oogie Games heavily. I just feel like they have better stock than uh, than GameStop. They they just yeah. they have what I'm looking for. I'm not so much looking for the newer stuff. I'm always looking for the old yeah. classic stuff. And GameStop doesn't have it. Oogie does, though. Oogie does. And my uh, my good friend slash cousin Lenny, he runs the Niagara Falls joint. Uh, and just keep in mind, this is we're just exclusive with the Niagara Falls place.
1: I played so much Magic the Gathering there. Like the right before I got married, I think it was like that whole time. Every Friday, that was my thing, and I played magic every single night. <laughs> I did pre-releases. I played magic in a sling there. I, you know, I I actually so it was really cool when you announced this. I was like, I know that place. <laughs> um, no, and I play in a Dungeons and Dragons game on the network called Podcasters. There may have been like. Six Oogie games shout-outs out, shout during the middle of that game yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah? The Good. Oogie Game special is How You Kill Dragons. Just want to put that out there.
0: Excellent. No, excellent. No, please go support them. If you live in the area, please go support uh, my cousin Lenny. Uh, they're open at 12 o'clock. I think they're open Monday through Friday, uh, all seven days of the week. Uh, really, you know, buy. There's plenty to buy. If you have old, old and used games, whatever, go sell, trade them in. Uh, He's always looking for new stuff. Of course, he has a party room. Three hours. I don't have the pricing right in front of me. Uh, But you can book three-hour party blocks for birthday parties, private office parties, whatever it may be. He has eight HD TVs, thousands of video games to choose from, new and old, so retro stuff, and uh, plenty of space for everybody to kind of play around. And as Greg mentioned, he did a bunch of Magic the Gathering tournaments there. So it's a good place to if you want to do uh, you know tournaments. Places, I believe they still
1: play uh, Friday Night Magic there, or they might they be on hold at the time. But when he it just opens opened it up, up, he actually just opened yeah. up last so week. So they do so. F and um, and I know in the past they did drafts, they did standard, and they did um, some EDH commander tournaments as well. So if you're into Magic at all, it's a great place for that.
0: Yeah, it it's actually becoming a cool little hub of of uh, you know video game culture, video yeah. game pop culture, and I'm really glad that he's kind of took it over and done what he wants we, there, he has a, like a full arcade plan uh, but please go support them I don't know if I said the address but I'll repeat it 2406 Military Road Niagara Falls, New York so please go support our sponsors there Yep. yep, yep. what do we got in the news uh, what do we got for the news
1: some, today? so we have a lot of uh, it's movie news. There's not too much going on in the comic book world. Uh, this past week was the Green Lantern 80th anniversary. You know, we're finally having new releases rolling in the last two weeks and comic book shops opening up, which is huge. Um, but as far as movies go, the first piece of news is another live action Ninja Turtles reboot. It might be CGI animated, but it's another Ninja Turtles reboot. Um, I
0: didn't hate the last one. It was okay. It was, it was okay. It, the first one I fell asleep to, but the second one I felt was more Ninja Turtle esque. I it loved felt, Arrow, so I loved him as Casey Jones. Oh, that was cool. I don't know. I I felt the most recent TMNT two was more closer to the comic books. Yeah, and it honestly was it felt like a not that the story was perfectly like it, but it felt like just an upgraded modern version of what the '90s films were. Yeah. the first two. Not that the, we're not going to talk about the third one.
1: What what, what third one?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Oh,
1: Secret of the Ooze is one of my like all-time favorite movies in general. I watch it all it's the time. It's the funniest. But uh, it's Seth Rogen manned. I forget who the other one involved with it was. Um, but Seth Rogen is manning it, which always I feel like everyone nowadays goes, Seth Rogen, when you think of him. Yeah. Because it's, it, it's always the same character. A lot of his movies are the same. I will say this. I think he is a product of that time. So I think he might do it some justice. I don't know if he's necessarily going to be one of the characters in it. He might just be just
0: directing it, directing it. Writing it. it yeah.
1: Um, so it might be okay. I, I'm I'm not going to throw any shade. I'm I've grown out of being like this sucks before I see it.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I, I can definitely attest to that when everybody got mad at Robert Pattinson's Batman mm-hmm. and, and this and that. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean I'm I'm optimistic. I'm going to give everything a chance. If it's terrible when I see it, I'll, I will try everything. I think it'll feel more
1: '80s, though. I think it'll have. The, I feel like he's going to incorporate the soundtrack. I feel like it'll have more of that vibe that the old Ninja Turtles had, because yeah. those are what he grew up with.
0: Right. So you I, can only hope, because yeah. Yeah, he f- he seems like a guy who would appreciate the legacy. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like uh, uh, who was the director for the last two? I don't even remember. Michael was it? No Bay was the producer. No. Oh. He likes blowing up stuff. He like yeah. he likes a lot of blowing up and stuff. But I feel Fox, like a lot know, of these guys just pick. They just pick up these roles. Yeah. And they're not fans of the source material. Yes. And I think that's a huge problem with with anybody. Like anybody who picks up, you know, any kind of movie yeah. from like a pop culture. They they're just not fans. They see a script, and they're like, uh, oh, okay. Like I've seen it with Mortal Kombat. That's why
1: I'm I'm yeah. excited for the new Mortal Kombat because I I know James Wan is a fan, right? So I think that'll that'll help a ton, and I know a lot of the cast is actually fans of it,
0: right? And I mean that's just that's just so important, and we've seen that in superhero movies left yeah. and right, uh, video game movies. They're very the <sighs> movies they come out so very uninspired, like there's and some of that's Hollywood. Some of that is it Hollywood
1: is. going. This is what we want.
0: Yeah, and it's it, I don't. Doom, Unders- for example. Oh, my God. <laughs> Doom. Super Mario Bros. Legit. You have... Don't tell Mark that. Mark loves Super Mario Bros. It? it is a cult classic. I did rewatch it not too long ago. It wasn't as bad as I remember. Like, if you look, go into it not thinking Super Mario yeah. Bros, it's a decent movie. Here's two, <laughs> two plumbers high off mushrooms fighting <laughs> dinosaurs. That's what it is. Yes. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just... It's important, you know, and that's why the MCU has done so well. That's why DC is starting to pick things up because Mm -hmm. they're staying true to the source material. They're not just directors looking for a quick cash grab and and putting out half-assed products. It's, uh, you know, there are people who actually care, Mm -hmm. care about the the fans' interest. I think that's so important. It's
1: more than fan service at this point, too. It's actually like... Giving it's service to the character. It's source yeah. service more than fan service. It's not just like, hey, he said the thing from the comic book. It's like, oh wow, this is a whole like a whole panel
0: played out in real life. That's amazing. Bro, I I know. I know. I mean, look at how long like I picture this in in you know, not to get too sidetracked, but Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. When Cap finally said, Avengers Assemble. Yeah. You know some crappy director from like the mid-2000s. If he would have had his hands on oh, that, he would have wasted in the first movie. Yeah. Would have wasted in the first movie. Uh, and it wouldn't have been like that great.
1: And some of the fan service stuff is great. Like him using the, the lightning from the hammer. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, well, he's not supposed to do that. Well, it was cool. And that's okay. <laughs> but then there's other stuff where it's like I don't want to be, I just don't want you throwing stuff in my face but, oh, he did that thing. Wasn't that cool? But the rest of the movie sucked.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... So, we're grateful for the MCU for that reason. And that's why so many people clamor to it. Yeah. uh, is because of paying attention to source material. How many moments did you watch those uh, those MCU movies and you can, like, pick out the scene that it came from in a comic book? The Hawkeye-Ant-Man thing in Civil War popped me. It was so cool to see live action style. And it was one of the best, honestly, one of my favorite comic book covers of all time. Uh, But that's what you have to do. So, Seth Rogen... All eyes are on you. Don't mess this up. Ninja He Turtles, listens to this podcast. I'm sure he does. Seth Rogen, T, TMNT is such an important pop culture icon to a lot of people's childhoods. Uh, we covered this in Retro Pop a few months ago. It was one yeah. of our earlier episodes. Uh, you know, and it keeps. TMNT it has to keep. It seems like for cartoons and TV purposes, it keeps reinventing itself to appeal to a new generation. Yeah. Uh, Comic books is still going strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it just honor under the history please there's ways you know unlike another movie trilogy we're about to talk about where you can you can kind of Offer fan service to that older generation, but evolve it. Yeah. You can evolve it, too, at the same time for a newer class of people. But um, So that's our TMNT rants. Uh, what I was leading up to, what my uh, little segue, was, little segue. Uh, I didn't know this, but Greg actually just brought it up. Where, do you remember what the article is from?
1: Um, it's, I've seen it on a couple different things today, honestly. Okay. Um, there is a rumor going on that uh, Disney execs are talking about resetting the Star Wars timeline. So spoiler alert, uh, if you haven't watched Star Wars Rebels animated or Star Wars Clone Wars, um, stop now if you don't want to hear this. But Ahsoka Tano uh, time travels. There is a a veil in the Force. That they are able to move across time in, uh, and it's written very well. It's not as cheesy as it sounds. Dave Fellino handles the series impeccably. Um, in I've the actually
0: just started to get into Clone Wars, and it's good. I can I can watch it. It gets like,
1: even better. That's the oh, thing. Sure. Like after season. Three. I'm on. Sh- I think I'm in the middle of two right now. Halfway through three, it really starts to pick up even more. Right. Um. And so you get the time travel with Ahsoka. So they're talking about using that Force Veil to kind of pull a an MCU and uh, some of these other movies that have existed in the past and rewrite history and make. Um, at least Last Jedi not exist, Jesus, if not the please. whole trilogy. Please. So, which is I like some of that, but there are characters I like. I like BB-8. I like Ray. So I like I like Poe Dameron. Yeah, Poe was cool. That's about it there.
0: I I liked Finn in the first move in the in yeah. seven.
1: And like old Han Solo was great. Six, you mean? No, it was, Finn was in seven. Yeah, but Last Jedi was seven. You liked him in that? Oh no, you're right. I'm I'm mixing stuff up. Yeah, last year it was. Shut great.
0: up. <laughs> Pay attention. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> I liked Kylo. I, oh, Kylo carried the series. Don't get me wrong. Kylo carried the series. Uh, I liked the characters. The story was poorly story was executed. Finn I think hit, that's what like, it is. I think uh, I actually just rewatched it with my wife. I rewatched number episode seven, and I was like, wow, this is when I actually thought the new trilogy would be good. Would be good. Like watching it, it was good. A lot. It, it was funny because a lot of uh, traditionalists like they're they complained that it was too much like episode four and in some yes. ways it definitely was. The ending was definitely like that. Uh but at the same time I felt a more original twist. Now 7 so, or excuse me, eight was Get very original. <laughs> was very original, but in a bad way. Yeah, there was
1: too it, much and, and like a lot of Too many f- gotcha f- moments. And a lot of Finn's like character development
0: got lost in that casino
1: scene and like
0: Actually, not too long ago, I did. A, I was watching a YouTube video. It was like an hour-long video, just burying Last Jedi, and uh, and Rise of Skywalker as well. There were things but, I liked about both movies. Oh yeah, I mean, there's it wasn't completely terrible. The throne room,
1: but, room scene is one of the best scenes out of the whole trilogy.
0: Oh, the, when they're fighting the red. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It is very cool. It's a very cool fight scene. It's different, but uh, you know they buried it because there was there were a lot of gotcha moments in Episode Eight. Uh, honestly. Ninety percent of Finn's dialogue in the in episodes eight and nine was him yelling Ray at the top of his lungs for no, yeah. no reason. Just very poor character development. It, yeah. There's such a missed opportunity too. Like, uh, that this is what made me mad the most was this trilogy, especially Ryan Johnson. I hope this man never gets his hand on another Star Wars project again. The
1: thing is, so I will say real quickly, he did not do a good job with that movie.
0: Okay, no, he did not. Knives out, great. His other projects, really good. You I don't know. He might have been set up for failure, honestly, cuz like JJ Abrams came in. JJ Abrams came in, he laid out this blueprint. Yeah. Well, he actually didn't lay out a bl- blueprint. He set up a lot of potential stuff. Mm-hmm. Knights of Ren, Kylo Ren development, the yes. Ma, that Maz character, Ray, Finn, Poe, there was so much Leia, there was so much there. And then this then ryan johnson comes in he he probably you know what i'm i'm going to fault him a little bit but he probably had no he didn't know what jj abrams He's like i don't want
1: to do that i want to do this probably a little bit of that and and, and i he, will fault jj abrams because
0: he was doing star trek yeah which didn't do well <laughs> that's true that's true but you like you have this, this 30 years yeah 30 years removed from the original trilogy you cannot come up with a scene that put Luke, Han, Leia, and, and Lando and Chewie all together once yeah. more. Fan service. That That's one of the fan services that's okay. Yeah. Like that's where. It would have been necessary. Yeah. And then, like, the I know we harp on it all the time, and it's not just a Star Wars podcast, but. The way like Luke, the the with everything that happened with Luke, I was just very yeah. very jaded. Uh, you know, just uh, he he's a completely different person from six to eight. And I know there's a big time gap, but he's not even the same character. Yeah, it's it's mind-boggling. There's but a lot, and, and we it could rant forever. But uh, yeah, going back to the with original with Michael, we probably would have went at least two hours. Oh yeah, uh, but going back to the original point, should they erase it? Uh, I think they kind of have to sit in it.
1: I don't I hate the idea of retcon yes. goes this never existed. Cause guess what? Again, there's characters that this existed for. There are I know a lot of and I know a lot of young girls that connected with Ray yeah. the way that a lot of guys from the eighties connected with Luke. Yeah. And, and Han yep. and Han. And I, I think it would be silly to erase to such a strong character. I know we're gonna get Ahsoka and other characters, but but this was like their generation and I just don't erase it. Like you can continue the story without having to you don't
0: have to you can acknowledge it without like having to live t- in that. Right. I mean look at look at nobody acknowledges Rocky V, but the story oh. continued.
1: And originally they were talking about Tyka doing a completely different like times timeline. Like not even being in this timeline. So why do we have to if this happened a hundred years in the past? Why does it matter if we re erase it? Like it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It didn't have yeah. that big of effect, unless you want to bring back Palpatine. But at this point, no. Like, Please, no. Don't. I, don't. I can't just, do it anymore. Like, it, it, it give was, us a
0: new Sith Lord. Give us something new. Give us something that's not Sith. That was such a waste of Palpatine, yeah. it, it, it ruined the ending of Episode Six for me. But uh, you could do a lot of other stuff. There's just so the, much. The, the, the Star Nights Wars could have been a so much bigger. Universe, in, the, the Star Wars was. is such a huge universe. Yeah. And, yeah. But that's all I will say about that. Yeah. you, you got to you made your bed you got to lay in it. Clone
1: uh, Wars had did such a good job. Uh, this is what I will say. Dave Felino, give him charge of stuff. Clone Wars did such a good job at taking 2 and 3, which were not great movies even. Not of of the uh, the prequels. I love those movies. But they're not great movies if you really look at them like Anakin. Anakin's development in 2 and 3 was perfect. Shut up.
0: We're going to have that debate about this.
1: Anakin in 2 is not a good character. He's whiny. He's perfect. No, because Anakin's supposed to be strong and then switch. You don't ever want to believe that Anakin would go to the dark side and then he does. Anakin in the Clone Wars is like the character development for Anakin. All of the extra stories they added. They added a whole character that never even existed in the movies. And it wasn't like, oh, that's weird. It was like, oh, that makes sense. They did a good job explaining that. Right. So you can exist within that without having to – you could rewrite things without having to make them not exist. If that makes sense, okay. I think you can acknowledge and fix. You can repair and not rewrite. This sure. is why this happened. This, but guess what? Luke died. It's it's over. What are you gonna? Mark Campbell's
0: not gonna play Luke forever. No, <laughs> he certainly probably won't come back either. <laughs> if you ask him to after yeah. after his experiences with that, uh, without a doubt. So, um, so yeah, that's the Star Wars talk. Just let it go. It's not getting erased. You can't erase stuff. All right, people, you can't erase history. You can't. Moving on. What's the next piece of? Uh, what's the next piece of news?
1: The last piece of news I'm going to share is I'm going to say this every week until it happens. July 22nd, Wednesday to the 26th, Comic Con at home, completely free. You don't have to pay a thing to watch any of the content. Um, I'm sure some of it will be dialed back, but we're going to get a lot of trailers, and a lot of panels and stuff that we normally would have to pay to see, sitting in Comic Con, and they're going to bring it to us for free. And then in August. Um, I believe it's also the 22nd. We will get the DC large event, the DC fandom event, um, that they're already talking a ton of different announcements uh, and kind of talking all of their movies, fan, um, wow, animated comic books, live action, um, all of the stuff that's go, going on um, will be talked about there. And it looks like they're starting a new DC animated universe with. Um, Superman Man of Tomorrow, which looks like it's a retelling of Superman's origins, but it's very different. Okay. And I'm actually excited for the movie. It looks solid. Um, so, yeah. So, those are the two big things to check out and then watch the panel discussion page as well Yeah, as we're going to be active as we can yes. during all
0: that happening. Even if it's one or both of us going live, doing yeah, doing live reactions or something. We want to incorporate. We want to cover it. We have to be better on our social media page. And I think that's a good way to kind of get yeah. us back in the groove.
1: And And we would with with us being active on there it would be it would be super meaningful if you follow us on there but also interact with us if we do decide to do any live re- reactions or post about something tell us how you feel we want to have conversations about it yeah. um and some of what you say on our facebook may end up being part of our conversations That's here on the panel. Yep. So definitely share your opinions because we love to, as you can tell, we like to debate. We like to kind of mash these um, opinions together and, and kind of figure out what would be best based on the fins. And all of us have different, just the three of us at this table normally have completely different opinions on things. Yeah. So having your added um, information would definitely help us.
0: No, without a doubt. It helps keep a keep conversation going. Uh, but that wraps it up for news today. And we have some comic books to read. Yeah. Uh, If it's all right with you, Greg, I'd like to go first. Sure. All right. Uh, So every, well, if you live in the United States, maybe if you don't, you kind of know that this is America Week. America. (laughs) America Week. Uh, And while, like, being an American is such a... (laughs) It's such a weird subject right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh some people are proud, some people aren't. I think one of the most beautiful things about being a American is the ability to express uh you know, your your likes and dislikes with the place where you live. Uh people have been very outspoken. This has been a a very crazy few months uh if you live in the United States. Uh, with so much going on and i think our country seems more divided than ever and but on the same note i think we're almost united in a way it doesn't seem like it if you i think if you turn off the news uh i think people are relatively harmonious for yeah, the most part it, 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 i think it, it, it's
1: you have a lot of like stir craziness going on right now where people are like sitting at home all day and yeah. festering so they're exploding on each other but like yeah i have never seen more people willingly like outside of facebook because facebook is a different animal people argue on
0: facebook facebook social media it's so it's way too easy to argue but in when you're like in person with each other uh and it's just, it's just different vibe yeah. and there's like a, a gratefulness and happiness amongst people mm-hmm. like i don't know like i know covid's starting to it, winding down at least in new york and <laughs> you know there, there was a legit like three month stretch didn't right, get to see greg yeah. and it really upset me. And I know it wasn't like anybody's fault or anything, but you know, coming together it it made me very very grateful uh for, you know, th- you know the the freedom that we get to have. Uh-huh. Uh you know, we're we're not completely locked down our homes yeah. and, and all that stuff. We're very fortunate here in New York uh for the way everything's panned out, but it has been a it's been a very troubling couple months and I really hope uh you know we can continue to kind of mend together. Yeah. I, I, you're, it's not ever going to be perfect. I think that's the beauty of being a American. Mm-hmm. Is you can disagree with people. I think this is a lost art too. You can disagree with people and still be your, their friends. You don't have to yeah. live oh the same gosh. way with, as somebody. You don't have to agree with their ideals. Uh you don't have to act the same way as somebody else, but you can still be their friend. And I think yeah. that's such a lost thing. it's, uh, it's something, something that, that I've, I've been
1: disagreed with yeah. too. Like I realized through so much of this that like there was things that I thought that I was like you know what? I'm wrong. Okay. I'm like, why was I wrong? Let's sit down and figure it out. And yeah. I've had friends that I've messaged and been like, hey, remember when I said this? I realized you were right and I was wrong. Right. Which takes a lot. It and takes a lot of
0: character, dude. And, and it's it's a big kudos to you.
1: And it's helping. It's helped a ton. I'm, I'm about to be bringing a son into this world, you know? So I'm, I'm trying to figure all that out and what that looks like. Um, yeah, and I think, it, like you said, I think we're really lucky right now that – I feel like a lot of the dialogue is turning positive at least person to person. The person individual person. dialogues we're learning and growing right now. Yeah. As much as it feels like we aren't, but that's just that's how the world is and I feel like every time this happens, you know, you're you're going to see what's posted on the internet and not what's happening in people's houses because we're not going to post about every conversation we have. We're not going to post about every growth because it's personal. It's not it doesn't need to be on, on Facebook. That's what
0: podcasts are for. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And honestly, to me, uh, the reason why I chose today's character in comic book is because nobody really symbolizes that more than a guy like uh, I'll show you. Captain America. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me, Captain America is this sense. He's not like a – he's a sense of American pride. But at the same time, the willingness for for growth and progression. At the same time, Captain America to me, you know, people have labeled him as a symbol of nationalism, and I couldn't that couldn't be farther from the truth. He symbolizes American pride, really to me, togetherness, uh, I guess diversity, like, in and so much more. Captain America has such a deep symbolic meaning, I think, in American culture that it gets lost on people sometimes. Uh, Back in the day, Captain America was, you know, used. He was that symbol of of freedom, hope. And uh, he was legit made for the sake of rallying people behind World War II, behind the troops. And whether you agree with war or you don't, uh, you know, American men and women, well, I think it was just mostly men back then, um, you know, they died on the front lines of battle to fight an evil cause, Hitler and the Axis, uh, the Axis forces, who had no trouble violating human rights and 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 this and that uh captain america was put made for that reason uh and i want to get a little bit into his origin uh he him as well as many other superheroes even though no superheroes quite uh symbolized america quite like captain america um pushing war bonds and stuff like that to help He really legit Every issue was used to sell help sell war bonds to, to keep you know, to keep the Americans, you know, well supplied overseas. And it was actually a big morale boost for a lot of people. I had fun researching this. The US government actually shipped issues of Captain America to the troops overseas to give <laughs> them a little bit of hope. And I found that to be quite uh, really quite beautiful well, they're
1: straight up the cover of captain america like punching hitler and that's on, the one I, i'm
0: actually gonna cover that <laughs> for that's the story i'm gonna cover so up.
1: this is interesting real quick um because when i when you're talking about it when i think like i think captain america and i think superman superman's another one i think represents that apple pie american be good to each other truth justice the american way in the truest sense like um small town like love each other believe in something bigger than yourself but ironically um Superman was censored during World War II. I did not know that. Yeah, so Superman was censored a lot of the that kind of stuff um because they didn't want it to be like propaganda. Right. But then on the other side of it you have Captain America who was straight up propaganda. Straight up. So propaganda. I find that really interesting cuz like that Superman was supposed to be the, the American alien, this like foreigner from another world who represented everything that was us, the American dream. Yeah. And then Captain America is Well, that, Captain America.
0: Right. No, and he definitely was, and he had a, like, it was a very interesting growth period uh, for him. Uh, And it was used, I mean, the legit, all of Captain America's early issues were used fighting Nazis. And honestly, you'll, you'll see some of those villains from back then lasted, obviously, Red Skull did. Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo. There's a couple other ones. Armin Zola. Yeah, there was a couple of those ones, but actually a lot of villains were just it was it was literally America versus Nazis. Mm-hmm. And uh that was the mentality behind it. But uh I don't know if you knew this, the original name that they were going to go with for Captain America was Super American. Hmm. Jack Kirby at fir- no, Joe Simon was the one who con- uh who conceived the idea of him and wrote the name Super American at the bottom of the page, but Jack Kirby was like no. There's too many Supers. Superman. There's a and lot Superman of Superman was 38, and this was what 41. This is 41. I think it happened. A, they said it happened a few months before Pearl Harbor. Oh wow. Uh, but so he, you know, Captain America had this great run, and he was selling. He was legit. Uh, I forgot the exact. Let's see. March. Let's see. March of 1941 um, was what number? The Captain America comics number one was cover dated, but uh, on it was on sale uh december 20th nineteen forty which is a year before the attack on Pearl Harbor uh it sold one million copies wow that first issue and they just kept pushing out and pushing out and pushing out uh you know these comic books and people were set, were buying them they were i mean millions every every issue that came out uh they dealt with a lot that went through with it with producing this thing they got a lot of threatening letters and hate mail and and they were opposed to what cap stood for uh which is weird but that's the weird diversity of america but um there was a bunch of like groups that were protesting outside of the office place and they had to put police protection and uh the new york mayor actually had like gave them their support and offered protection as they wrote these comic books that's how wild uh this time was uh but you know of course after the war captain america really fizzled out mm-hmm. it, it it comes and goes uh you know it, it's just, it's one of those things nothing lasts forever uh so captain america was actually like discontinued and i want to say fifty, nineteen fifty four. 1954 Captain America number seventy-eight, September nineteen fifty-four, and they did not bring him back. He had a, like a mini series towards the end of the fifties. It didn't do so well, and they eventually brought him up to the main fold with the Avengers in the sixties. And he's been a consistent character ever since.
1: He, so he came back around like Cold World times. To- Cold Cold World time times,
0: and... and I mean he did deal with a lot of Russian yeah, per- oh, yeah based yeah, yeah, characters yeah. throughout that time period too. But he had a good mix. He was a little bit more balanced. He wasn't very you know Nazi centric. Uh, but so the first issue is something I wanted to cover on here. We've never talked about it before. I think we've referenced it. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, we've referenced it a few times. Because of, of that cover. <laughs> partially because of the cover. Partially because we did a Bucky episode. We That's did, right. We, we uh, when back at the time when we were uh, kind of figure, still figuring out what what our niche was, we were doing character like. Uh, the, the first appearance and then the last appearance and uh, we did it we took a look at Bucky in his debut uh, but what the book I'm going to read and cover for you today is Captain America number one uh, from March of 1940 and this is the official cover of where cap is punching Hitler it's an awesome awesome cover something I would love framed up here. Something I would, yeah. and it's kind of like interesting too. Obviously, censorship wasn't a big deal back then. They actually have like the Nazi swastika on here, yeah. and uh, you wouldn't see that today. They so they have to
1: change it. I will talk about that a little bit actually, okay. but they do have to minorly change it. But it, it it's, it's almost the swastika. But that's why Hydra became a thing, right? Is they Hydra is, the, is supposed to be the Nazi organization, but they just didn't want to be like our villains or Nazis. They wanted to call them something else,
0: right? Which is probably. But much much better. Uh, so, uh, as you can imagine, the, the beginning of the book. Uh, I mean, look at Cap's design here. It's so. Oh, yeah. It's 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 pretty relatively traditional, but just looks so so different. But the penciling and coloring is actually really mm-hmm. really cool for the time period. Uh, but it opens up with his with his origin pretty much. It doesn't go back in time really. Um, I don't think they really did that. They just kind of they legit started at the beginning of the story back then. Uh, beginning of superpowers and, and stuff like that you pretty typically and they went from there but it actually started it was really cool to see this in the comic book and i remember the first movie um there was that that like shop where the old lady she was watching and she let the she let the uh the special people in but steve rogers was already in the building he was ready to get his treatment and all it was it was legit just a serum shop it wasn't anything like what they showed in the movie with him getting some shots then him going to that like giant toaster oven thing <laughs> um And it's really cool because you see how small and frail he is, but then you watch him grow like he's the Hulk almost in a way. You can see his muscles, and they're very, very vivid in how they're describing. Uh, I'll try and read some from the doctor. Um, Observe this young man closely. Today he volunteered for Army service and was refused because of his unfit condition. His chance to serve his country seemed gone. Little does he realize that the serum coursing through his blood is rapidly building his body and brain tissues until his stature and intelligence increased to an amazing degree. And everybody's looking at the window. Why? Why, look, he's changing. It works, it works. It is working, the doctor says. There's power surging through those growing muscles, millions of cells forming at incredible speed. Behold, the crowning achievement of all my years of hard work, the first of a corpse of super agents whose mental and physical ability will make them a terror to spies and saboteurs. Uh, Really, really cool how they, uh, like, I don't know, you almost feel it when they describe it like that. You can almost feel, like, the growth, and it's really, really really cool. Um, And, of course, the doctor is assassinated just like in the movie um, by a spy, and Captain Steve Rogers quickly just pummels him, throws him into some electric cords and stuff, and he just gets shocked to death, like burnt to a crisp. It's actually pretty humorous. He legit goes, nothing left of him but charred ashes, a fate well deserved. Uh, And they kind of go forward. Uh, Steve is, like, he's got, like, this ranger hat. (laughs) <laughs> and like walking stick, and he's walking around with this kid named Bucky, and they actually show the scene where Bucky walks in on Cap changing, and he goes, "Oh, you caught me. You can't tell anybody, but I'll let you be my sidekick." And and, <laughs> and that's pretty much how it goes. Um, uh, that's pretty much how. Look at this. Ten cent comics.
1: I wish, man. Jesus. The tenth anniversary Green Lantern was nine ninety nine, I think. Oh, gee.
0: Tenth anniversary. Eightieth <laughs> <Or 80th> anniversary. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> Math is hard. <laughs> Uh, so the first story—it's actually like a compilation of a bunch of mini stories, essentially. Uh, the first one, there's—they introduce these villains, Sando and Omar, and I'm sure these are guys you probably haven't heard of. They're very—you can tell—they're very 1940s-like. Uh, they're like these psychics, and they do this show where they're like, "Oh, uh, something's going to happen. A terrible accident is about to occur at Fort Bix," and all of a sudden, as after they say it, Fort this Fort Bix blows up. And Steve Rogers gets suspicious. He looks a, little, he looks different here. He's got his ranger hat. and He's got a corncob pipe, and uh, it's uh, it's kind of like a weird animation to see Steve Rogers like that. But um, so they're like, oh wow, they predicted this. So I gotta go check out their show, and uh, they go, wow. Uh, something's gonna happen to the Golden Gate Bridge, and the gold. And after they say it, the Golden Gate Bridge is, blows up. But as they real, you know, as they realize that Cap and Bucky are there, and they go to stop stop these guys, and they uh, battle a bunch of Nazis. Bucky and Cap just kind of beat the crap out of them. Uh, but there's a lot of different like Nazi esque villains, like human level, street level villains. Yeah. Uh, at you know at this point early on, and people people ate that up. You didn't have to have a a world powerful villain like a Magneto or a Thanos or a. Uh, a Beyond or Doctor Doom at this point.
1: No, I think, because I think legitimately, like, Nazis were that already. In people's heads, like, they yeah. were these, like, massive pow- like superpowers. They were these unstoppable people that, like, America was coming in to help and save against and, like, right. you know, assist because they were so powerful that people had to band together. So I think, like, that was the villain for people. You didn't need much more than no, that.
0: No, no. I mean, everybody hated Nazis as it was They were the then.
1: embodiment of evil without having to add anything they to They were.
0: it, and it, it I mean, it helped, too, that the Nazis were very much into the occult, and, and yeah. a lot of their crimes at that point were very well known. Uh, and then... Kind of midway through the issue. I'm not going to read the comic verbatim, but then we see the debut of the Red Skull. Ooh. And I'm not going to lie, Red Skull, probably here, the most terrifying look I've ever seen. Yeah, he's like, a lot less humane. With the helmet, too. <laughs> he's got the he's got a helmet on uh, in this. But his costume, he's wearing like a red... I don't even know what do you would call a suit. It looks like a sweatpants and a shirt. Uh, it's like a long sleeve shirt. But one of his abilities here, I didn't know he had this, but he actually stared... His ability was he looked... Almost like uh, Ghost Riders. Dependent stare. Dependent stare. It's legit like that. Staring into my eyes, Major. Look until you see death, and that's what happened. He killed huh. people by looking at them straight in the eye. And I don't know him to have those powers. They definitely never explored it. In they definitely never explored it in the movies, or, or I don't I haven't seen it in modern literature. Uh, but so Cap is very very well aware uh, that Red Skull is is searching after him. There's actually like a list. He has a straight-up list of people he wants to kill, and Cap and Bucky are on that list. Oh, wow. Uh, cap and Red Skull actually get into a fight, and Red Skull gets the upper hand on him first because he whacks at a charging cap with a uh, <laughs> with a chair, with a wooden chair, and he knocks him out. It's very, very intense. He, he whacks him good. Ko, Yeah, here, there's a scene right there. That's K- one K- is my,
1: like bucket list things is to hit someone with a wooden chair and watch
0: it break <laughs> dude he wrecks cap in here and look at he's like oh got him crosses his name off uh so that means just bucky is left just bucky is kind of the last one and bucky ends up making the save it's this really cool moment for bucky who's still i mean if you think about his age he's probably only like nine or ten he's really yeah. young in, the, <laughs> in this well it's like early robin was kind of the same deal <laughs> who Yeah, oh, Ro- yeah, same exact thing uh they actually and here's the th- this is very peculiar. So, uh they actually they end up getting Red Skull and they take his mask off. It's a mask in this. I don't oh. know if it was like that before. George Maxson is the alias of the Red Skull. If you want to look that up, I'm very curious. He's got a mustache. He's bald. That's apparently the alias of Red Skull back then. Um I don't know if this was a continue like a continued thing like they treated it. Uh, as this sort future of reference, or it was eventually retconned, but later
1: he was like Werner Schultz or something like that. So
0: it's probably maybe it was like a uh, like an imposter, kind of like a like a trap. Maybe they treated as that. But this is definitely the most intimidating. Uh, yeah, and so ends the bloody career of George Mac- Max and a- Elias uh, the Red Skull.
1: Yeah, so he was only in he was posing as the Red Skull, and he was only in issues one, and he died in issue three. Um, excuse me, and then the other Red Skull took over. The when the real um, Red Skull began to menace Captain America and Bucky, it was revealed that Maxson was
0: merely a pawn. Mm, okay, so that's pretty. That's that's pretty neat, though. Regardless, um, but yeah, there's another like uh story of them battling Nazi-like characters, and uh, actually, uh, Betty Ross makes an appearance. She actually takes over the role from Bucky for a little while, hmm. and for those who know Betty, Betsy, Johan
1: Schmidt, why did I think Werner Schultz? That's I don't know.
0: Wrong. <laughs> uh, Betty Ross is General Thunderbolt Ross's daughter, and the Hulk's eventual love interest, uh, so she, she kind of got brought back into the fold. That was like a first appearance for her, even though I don't think it's supposed to be connected. It's not supposed to be connected by any means. It's
1: Betty Ross? It's not Peggy Carter?
0: Yeah, it was Betty Ross, the original. Huh. Original. Uh, I don't
1: think I ever realized that.
0: Yeah, it was pretty neat. Uh, and then the the last issue, the the issue has a, a, a side story, Tuck Cave Boy, Stories from the Dark Ages. Uh, but this was like a lot of comic book, forty five pages back then. Oh wow. It was plenty. It was plenty of reading material. I personally really enjoy the longer reads. Um, it stinks when you're in a time crunch and get a review of them. But when it actually comes to sitting down a, a story and, and reading panel to panel, I really, really enjoy um, a longer book. And this is a really cool intro story uh, and something I think worth reading. Uh, I'm actually curious as to how much it's worth. How much yeah. is Captain America 1 worth?
1: Yeah, because I know like action. the first Action Comics appearance of Superman went for like $3 million recently.
0: recently. Uh, let's see. Wow. Uh, it could be more than that. Let's see. It's, it says right here, near mint condition, $125,000, wow. U.S. Dollars, uh, which is still pretty expensive. I actually think uh, Say Cheese might have it on their wall. Yeah. So they might have it on their wall. But um, if, you know, if you like – I'm sure they've, it's been reprinted, but you can find it online. That's where I read it off of. Not my most favorite way to do it at all. But uh, regardless, if you wanted to get some of those old classic stories, that's the way to go. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and then – so I was actually curious if Bucky showed up during um, – the Cold War, and he didn't even debut until 2005
0: as, as Winter, oh, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah, he yeah. was gone for a long time. Yeah, Cause so he died was... in a plane crash, I think 50-something, and it was such, like, a it was mind-boggling. Because he would, until that point, he was one of the few characters who actually stayed yeah. dead in comics. Yeah. Actually stayed dead, and it was like a huge revitalization for Captain America stories in the mid-2000s. Like, that, that really helped bolster Cap's popularity. And probably projected him on the path to becoming the, you know the movie legend that we know him today yeah if that didn't if something like if that storyline didn't help we might not see cap in the same light yeah i so, agree but uh but that civil
1: my, war i think was another one that put him to the front
0: yeah that's a good point that's a good it was around the same time though i think yeah. it was around, around the same time frame but um regardless great book i think it's perfect read for this kind of um this week if you're into that spiritual sort of stuff i know i needed it i, I you know like i said it's been a very stressful last couple months um if you live on social media watch the news it's the world's been a little uglier, uh, but this brought a little joy to my heart, a little pride for being an American, I guess, in a way. Uh, so I, I could, I, I definitely needed it, and uh, I'm glad I got to choose this book. So I hope you guys end up getting to read it too. Uh, but yeah, you can find an, uh, an online version, no problem, no problem at all. But that's my book.
1: I followed your lead a little bit, and I actually read something different. Oh, you did. I was gonna read Superman, um, and I found something else <laughs> that I liked a little more. Uh, I was gonna read Superman. I was really excited, and then, I, I, like I said, I had read up some of that information, like him being censored and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I ended up going up with a different group of characters Okay. Um, and reading a, a more recent comic. Actually, Gullo co- covered the first issue of the comic um, when it came out in 2020 or 2019, um, but it's existed for a while, and it's the Freedom Fighters from DC Comics. Um, and I kind of followed that like political comic book superhero, but there's a specific character that I really wanted to talk about So I'm going to kind of talk about the 2019, 2020 Freedom Fighters run. It was 12 issues. Okay. Um, But specifically, issue four and five are the ones that I'm going to highlight the most. Um, And then I'm not going to spoil too much after so you can read it yourself. Um, But the first issue is, so Freedom Fighters is in a world where um, the Nazis won the war. Oh. Nazis won the war and um, they rule the world. The world is run by President Adolf II and his son um, Adolf the Third. Interesting. They are Nazis rule everything. Like Mount Rushmore, is Nazi soldiers. There's actually only three heads on it. Um, Plastic Man is like a Nazi villain, and 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 the world is basically being run. Um, and this group called the Freedom Fighters begins to fight back. And it is Dow uh, Dow Dalgr- woman, Dow girl. Black Condor, who's literally in this version, looks just like the Falcon. Oh, same really? character design, same suit, okay. um, and the Human Bomb, and they begin fighting back against these Nazis in in small like shows of resistance, blowing things up, um, you know, attacking their some of their transports. My Wi Fi isn't working great, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know they're going through, and you kind of see like. The the Nazis are at full force with their their military. Like their military is superheroes. They have high tech like um, machines. Adolf Hitler's actually still alive, and it's supposed to be in the 60s, and that's why it's okay. it's a little. Um, but he's in a wheelchair and actually passes, and it's like a big deal for them. Um, and they are that you can. This is what I mean with the the sibling censoring. So uh, Matt can see it. The swastika here. Oh. But it's more circular. It's not like a traditional swastika, so it's still there, but they like they kind of like changed the image just enough that it's recognizable but not the same now. it I lost it. There it is that there.
0: oh, that is different. Yeah, I've so- seen like a version where uh- I played the game Manhunt before, and there was one of the g- earlier groups were called like the Skins. They were like a white nationalist group, yeah. and they had like it was like two swastikas put together like opposite. Oh, and that's how they kind of covered it up. It was really different. Yeah, um, this is just looks shot. like someone like quickly it drew it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: There's there's black condor that looks just like the falcon. <laughs> oh,
0: dude, spitting image, spitting um, image.
1: But yeah, so they're like attacking their their convoys and their ships, taking out falcon. Our black condor literally has a suit with wings on it, uh, and he's flying around. And they're getting taken out, but they're starting to bring, um, like, hope to people. And one of the targets is destroyed, and all of a sudden, um, one of their hacker, I believe it's blue rat puts the American flag and plays God bless America all over the world. Um so everyone is seeing it on these big screens and Adolf the second is like freaking out over it. Um he's and they're they're dropping propaganda from the planes in the skies that they're blowing up like trying to really rally um humans and you actually get to see Adolf the Third gets a phone call and he's got a guy like all hooked up, like literally oh, Jesus. covered in hooks, just hanging like a m like a meat puppet, um, and slicing and slicing up and basically like he gets called in and goes, You need to take down the freedom fighters. Um, and this is the four is where I really wanted to get into it. So it starts with the Nazi, the Ratsies, they're called. They're not called Nazis, they're ratsies. Hmm. Um kill one of the last bald eagles in existence. They were told they all went extinct and a bald eagle is shot. Um, And while this is all happening, the freedom fighters are actually looking to blow up um, the Nazi Mount Rushmore. With that happening, hope starts to come back to the Americans. Mm. And as hope comes, in the heartland, the extramental realm of ideas, Uncle Sam rises from the grave. Now, Uncle Sam is, exists uh, in DC Comics.
0: Yeah, we the, talked about him before. The Freedom yeah. Fighters
1: are often led by Uncle Sam, who is literally that. He is the idea um, of American hope embodied.
0: <laughs> literally.
1: Literally. That is his actual existence.
0: Yeah, I read a, I read a book with him in it before. And he <laughs>
1: cool. he literally pulls himself out of the hole and goes, Is that you, old glory? I can hear you rushes his suit off with his hat, and he's in the classic blue suit, the American uh, star-spangled hat, the star-spangled pants, and he's walking through, and he's saying goodbye to, like, all of the, like, um freedom is dead. Like, these... Johnny Canuck is dead. All of my friends are dead. It was... Um, but that means the spirit of 76 is back from the dead if I'm awake, and the fife drums are just getting started. And it goes to, you know, you see... Um, Adolf the Second and Adolf the Third talking. Adolf the Third has blood on his pants and pulls a, a finger out of his pocket. He's like, "Oops!" So they're really showing these guys as monsters. Yeah, rightfully so. And um, you kind of, you know, you get your freedom fighters talking, but the, the they the Ratsies are sitting and Adolf the Second is talking to one of his people about something going to happen and an attack going to happen. And you see Uncle Sam put his like hand to his ear and he's listening to all of this injustice and he just shoots down from the sky and lands in the middle of um, the city, punches out a Nazi and goes one ratsey down the rest of them to go. <laughs> Oh, shit <laughs> and five is him just wiping out nazis like left and right he literally rolls his sleeves up and like yelling on TVs, like if you don't remember me here's a little history and just starts like just beating the crud out of everyone while like talking about the history of america oh my <laughs> and he God. even says like america wasn't perfect we got a lot wrong too much but there's evil in our midst and like he's like really it's such a it's actually a really cool moment um and he actually starts to weaken, and the Nazis take him over. And then the Freedom Fighters fall from the sky because not enough people believe in America to like give him his strength at this point. Right. And, uh, the Ratsies are still in charge. So weird. Um, <laughs> but they fall from the sky and like help him help him to fight back. And it continues with the comic going on and their version, the Ratsy version or Nazi version of Superman, Overman comes to fight and like. It goes on to Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters leading America back against the Nazis. And it's a really cool comic. I love it, man. It's so I love weird. It. I, Because I, it's like, you, when you picture Uncle Sam, it's that, like, we want you poster. Yeah. And this Uncle Sam's, like... The Colonel Sanders facial hair and, and all that stuff. Rolling up his sleeves, like, knocking dudes out. It's like, have you ever seen, um oh, my gosh, the Guardians movie with, like, Santa Claus is, like, a... a beastly russian with swords and like the naughty and nice tattoos like it gave me that kind of vibes (laughs) like uncle sam embodied is just this like super cool character but i love the speech too like we got a lot wrong We, we we are not perfect but and like is really standing up with this like super diverse group uh and like fighting these ratsies off and it's but it's also gorgeously drawn it is very well written. It's a really good weird comic, uh, and it's been done a couple of times. I, I've actually tried to read Freedom Fighters 2007, and the artwork just wasn't for me. It was like they it was trying to be too, like good. If okay. that makes sense, there was too much color, too much shading, and it was like ah, this isn't this isn't my style. This okay. is a gorgeous comic, um, and it's really well done. And again, if you just want to read, you know, for Fourth of July about. Uncle Sam beating the crud out of some Nazis. This is the comic for
0: you. This is fun. It's very festive. It sounds very, yeah, very festive. Yeah, and that's
1: what I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get behind. We don't get the fireworks and all that this year, so no. let's read some comics where Uncle Sam is the
0: fireworks, you yeah. know? It's literally the perfect alliteration for that. <laughs> uh, seriously. No, dude, that's a great read. I'm glad you brought that to the table. That was a good one. Um, yeah. it's Go check out the, both these books. You know, if you're feeling a little down, Uh, I guess in closing of today's episode, I I mean, I guess we can get a little bit preacher if we want. Uh, Stand on our soapbox. We could. We could. America's not perfect. It never will be. Nope. We're not perfect. We're not perfect. You're not perfect. Your friends aren't perfect. Your family isn't perfect. Our politicians, definitely not perfect. Celebrities, not perfect. No matter how perfect they want you to view them as, this country is not perfect. But that is the beauty of being an American. It's not perfect anywhere. Nope. It's not perfect anywhere. I know uh, You know. a lot of people think that other places are a little bit more free than them. Uh, that could be true in some instances, but every country has their flaws. Yeah. Every country has their flaws. America definitely has its flaws, but that is the beauty in being an American. And the fact that we have the platform, whether it be through arts, peaceful protests, podcasting, uh anything social media whatever it may be you have the power to change and influence you know people and learn change and yourself
1: learn. too that's yeah. the big one
0: that's the most important one uh to be that change that you want to see in Being other people the change in the world you want to see in the world it's seriously the most important Mahatma quote <laughs> it's seriously the most important quote cuz i think a lot of people are waiting for other people to lead change yeah I think that's the biggest issue. If you have an issue with something, you be the one that brings change to it. You bring attention to it. You keep fighting for it uh, until it changes for the better. And that is the beauty of America. And, uh, you know, whether you like who's in office or you don't, uh, you know, whatever it may be, whatever it may be, uh, you, you know, don't let these these people who are in charge. I know they're some of them are jerks and whatnot, but don't let them influence your happiness and pride of being an American. Yeah, I think that's the most important way to. bet. they don't they re, quote unquote represent you, but they don't represent you as a person. All right, there's the yeah. That's pretty much what I have to say about that. No politician, no governing body thinks for me rep, truly represents me in the way I am and I'll continue to carry myself in a decent manner uh and show that you know, it's cool to be an American. It's mm-hmm. okay to be an American. Fight the good fight. Fight the good fight. I will continue to be that and I hope you all continue to be that. Be good to each other. You know, try to understand each other. We're get, yeah, we're going to get preachy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> try to understand each other. If somebody thinks, acts, believes in something differently than you. That is not a reason to hate them. If they look differently than you, especially. Not a reason to hate them. Uh, this world would be so much better if we all learn to cooperate, talk to each other, and uh, explore each other's differences instead of trying to force everybody yeah. else to think and act like ourselves.
1: I think the thing to, to hold on to is like the, the reason we cover comics, the reason we love com- comics is... They're diverse. They're about standing for something. They are about good and justice winning overall. Yeah. And it's just hold on to that idea. What and remember what that really looks like. If you have to look at it like a little kid again through comic books, kind of like we had to today, just remember um, those moments. Remember like what it what you thought of as a child being a hero meant. Think about that in the the most cheesy sense of it and the most realistic sense of it at the same time i think we we get caught up on oh that's cheesy and unrealistic well guess what it would be better if it was realistic Honestly, right yeah. and, and and the only thing stopping us is ourselves so um the world is in black and white but it also is as good as you make it mm-hmm. and as good as the people in it so the better you are the better the world gets just remember that
0: absolutely everybody um thank you for listening to, uh, one, our soapbox to this episode. Uh, We appreciate your support each and every week. I know this is coming out at the uh, beginning of a new month. Is tomorrow the first?
1: Tomorrow's the first of July. So it will come out
0: on the first. Uh, Enjoy this weekend as best as you can. I know COVID has moved a lot of things. Small gatherings are okay. Be with the ones you love, all right? Be with the ones you love. It's important. All holidays should be like that. And don't shoot fireworks out of your butt. Yeah, or blow up your hands or anything like that. Uh, Or your butt. Back up, Terry back up <laughs> but thank you so much for listening on behalf of Greg and I till next time come get nuts with us
1: let's get nuts let's get super wee wee boo
0: grocery shopping day (laughs) oh hello mr. cashier hello mrs. card pusher hello how are you doing today let's see what the old wife put on the uh the shopping list today let's see what um let's see number one we got a uh chris hamsworth oh that doesn't seem right i don't i don't think they sell those here uh must be some kind of mistake. Uh, Let's see what else. Uh, Chris Evans. Oh, boy. This is her celebrity crush list. Awkward. Don't be like this, husband and wife. There's only one place where a list like that belongs, and that's the Eat Sleep List podcast. You can hear us every Friday on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.